0: somewhere in northeast indiana mike davidson lives and now your host of the podcast mike davidson well oh yes mr rob Roop, thank you very much mike here with you this is the latest installment of mike davidson lives thanks for downloading thanks for hanging out with me here for the next half hour glad to have you aboard as uh, we're all recovering now in this household uh last last episode i uh, Pretty much revealed i was getting over the stomach flu and uh still feeling pr- pretty good um but everybody else else in my household got it my wife all three kids and just a few houses down my mother-in-law hit hard everybody not fun uh but uh i think today was basically the recovery day where everybody got their fluids in them and Yeah, a little less worse for wear, but just it was a miserable weekend. Didn't do a whole hell of a lot of anything. Uh, I had to put some plans on hold. I was able uh, to get out of the house momentarily and get some uh, furniture for this very room, this studio, because I do have plans to kind of upgrade this room. Not that it's bad, mind you, but uh, I need a little more storage space for this, a little more storage space for that and make it look a little more uh, uh homey i guess i was gonna say homely but that means ugly um <laughs> no I, I i want it to be more of a studio a place where people could come in hang out talk and all that sort of thing and uh, get that vibe and of course maybe even update some uh, equipment but that's further down the road and i was kind of hoping to take the baby steps toward that this weekend i was able to get uh, some of the furniture i needed Uh, It's one of those uh, cheap deals you get at Walmart, but uh, it's bookshelves, basically, bookshelves. And uh, I was going to try to put some of those together, but again, I had to be on beck and call this weekend. Uh, Not to say that this was a great weekend whatsoever, but uh, this is probably the most subdued I've seen all three of my children at any given time outside of sleeping um but still i had to be there and help them out uh and of course i was down and out early last week so turnabout is fair play uh one thing i noticed while shopping and you know I, i've kind of gone on some rants in the previous episodes about the bigger cities and how retail uh is struggling some stores are pulling out some stores are putting things behind glass that you normally don't like uh Shampoo, toothpaste, like in bigger places like Chicago, San Francisco. Here, uh, in a smaller town, Fort Wayne, Indiana, roughly about 250,000 people uh, went to Meyer. For those who don't know what Meyer is, it's basically a regional Walmart. <clears throat> Was uh, getting a shopping cart. Keep in mind, this, uh, this particular Meyer is about maybe five or six miles away from the downtown area. It, uh, it had, um, I, I, I guess, some uh, trackers implanted on this cart. There was a tracker on this thing uh, so they can go and find it. In fact, it was on every cart at Meyer. And this is not a downtown store. This is just uh, to the west of downtown Fort Wayne. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's hitting everywhere. Uh, People, you know, using these shopping carts, and the shopping carts end up in some strange-ass places. So, it's everywhere. So, just just because you're not in San Fran or Chicago doesn't mean your neck of the way can't be hit by this. But, again, people have less regard for law and property and all that stuff. Okay, um, right now... Uh, recording this a little after midnight, so technically June 12th, so we're a week out from June 19th, or Juneteenth, uh, which is a day celebrated by the African American community about uh, the the proclamation of being free during the Civil War and all that, which is fine. Um, I have no problem with the day itself. Uh, the only time I really have a day with it is when it's co-opted by uh, liberal white guilt where, okay, It's nice to, you know, it's nice to recognize freedom, but we have to do way more than we need to. And sometimes that comes off way more racist than anything a guy with a Confederate license plate on his uh, truck could ever be. Um, So, look, if you're planning on doing anything special for Juneteenth luncheons or whatever for your company, you can never fail with pizza because everyone everyone loves pizza and it doesn't have any negative connotations say like i've I've read in eye rolling teeth gritted detail about how some places are like well it's juneteenth we might as well serve something like watermelon salad no you, you don't do that you're just asking for trouble pizza pop that's it potato chips people love potato chips do that you know, just, just something basic, basic food everybody likes, just okay. It's it's a, it's a nice day for everyone to, to get along. Let's not do anything stupid, but we'll see how that goes with some companies. All right, um, some big news from over the weekend. Ted Kaczynski died at the age of 81, better known to you and me as the beloved Unabomber. And I'm using air quotes for beloved because no one liked the dude. Uh, he uh, maimed like 20-something people with uh, letter bombs and such. Uh, three people died because of it. And uh, they, they finally found him after a tip from his own brother and his brother's wife. Uh, the FBI found him. And, of course, he was convicted, put in jail for, I think, like four li- consecutive life sentences. And uh, he recently was moved to... a. A facility out in north carolina because uh, you know, he had cancer couldn't happen to a nicer guy right but uh, he, he died i think he killed himself because well I mean, he's getting toward the end of life he's near death why not um but uh, kind of a morbid thing uh one of the things that was noted in um, the manifesto that he put out because uh, he's very anti-technology in fact they found him out in the middle of western montana in a cabin with uh, just him and the bare basics and uh, a few explosives. Uh, the the manifesto was talking about how technology was being used to make people feel powerless and isolated. And this is way before social media this guy's writing it. I'm not saying uh, I agree with him. I'm just saying, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day. And, uh, well, uh, you've seen some of the craziness out on social media. But... Uh, He's gone, and uh, we all struggle with technology and our own frickin' neuroses. Oh, uh, uh, by the way, update on the uh, New York City crack pipe vending machine I talked about uh, last episode. Because uh, you know to combat uh, drug abuse and all that, that's their reasoning. You put out a vending machine with Narcan in it and lip balm and free crack pipes because it makes things safer. Uh, day one, night one, all the crack pipes gone. Who would have thought that? And again, white liberals are probably sitting in themselves saying, yeah, we're really saving lives. And it's it's sad to see that because you know, there are people seriously struggling with addiction and uh, all they're doing is enabling these people, but they're making it safer because there's less chance of hepatitis, HIV, or whatever the hell that they have... Um, Convince themselves up, and this is a very sad thing. In fact, I was just reading this uh, op ed about it from uh, New York Post. This guy's like, "This is basically state-sanctioned assisted suicide." He's not wrong. I mean, you're you're you've got San Francisco providing free needles, you've got free crack pipes in New York, and it's just enticing those with those problems to indulge even further, and maybe even attract more people with those problems. Coming in, and that's what that is. And if they die, it's like, well, that's unfortunate, but hey, at least uh, they died slower or something. It's just, it's really Bass Ackwards' way of thinking. And and also to go along with this, you need to keep in mind, and I, and again, this doesn't matter if you get an R or a D by your name, because you should always be suspect of anybody you vote for. When you vote for somebody in office. They don't necessarily want their job to become obsolete. They want you to depend on them. And so when there is a problem like people chronically homeless or just enthralled in drug addiction, uh, some of those politicians want them to continue to struggle with this because it makes them needed. And that's kind of the problem here. you got the crack pipes gone, and you would say, well, gee, this, this looks bad. But, uh, again, the politicians are like, no, 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 no. We're providing a safer alternative. Yeah, okay. Uh, oh, oh, forgot to mention this. Uh, the Tony Awards were uh, Sunday night. Yeah, I didn't watch them either. Okay, uh, moving on. A little bit of the Bud Light controversy still kind of spilling over, so to speak. Um, I guess uh, Chris Gaines... Uh, you know noted sometime country star sometimes uh just hollywood blowhard uh he's got a new bar opening up at downtown nashville chris Gaines does and i i don't know if somebody asked him this but he goes yeah we're going to serve everything we're going to serve bud light here and uh you know if you got a problem with it you can drink somewhere else because we don't cater to a-holes and you know I don't think anybody really would have a problem with him serving Bud Light, uh, but the fact that he's calling people who don't want to drink Bud Light a-holes, well, good good luck building up that cu- customer base there, Chris. And that was, that was the whole point of, I guess, the boycott here on Bud Light, was it wasn't necessarily against the stores or bars selling it, because, I mean, this is a very big, or at least at one time, a huge product. Still is, still sells fairly well, but a good chunk of those sales have gone elsewhere because their marketing team alienated a bunch of people. They didn't have to do anything, but they did. And so those uh, customers went on to another product. They didn't stop going to Buffalo Wild Wings for their beer. They didn't stop buying it at Walmart or their corner liquor store. They just opted for another option. And to me, the, the the fight was never against somebody who delivered Bud Light or worked at Anheuser-Busch, you know, the blue-collar people, because nine times out of ten, they probably sympathize with some of the people who actually buy Bud Light, and they're probably wondering why the hell these corporate executive goons are doing what they're doing uh, with the whole Dylan Mulvaney fracas, right? So there's that. <clears throat> And Chris Gaines is going on and on about how, uh, you know, openly progressive he is. How he's not going to serve a-holes. Well, dude, if you're calling people a-holes that you don't agree with, chances are you're an even bigger a-hole than they are. Uh, But you're rich and you live in a gated community, so whatever. You can say whatever you want about them. So uh, Another celebrity, uh, I guess he's getting kind of humbled, and this is... Uh, this is a meme I have posted on the Mike Davidson Facebook page because he's had kind of a rough go uh, last couple of weeks, and that would be Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Um, I guess you know he wants to get back in the Fast and Furious franchise because some of his other movies aren't doing as well. Black Adam did not do well. In fact, they're you know rebooting the whole DCEU. Uh, the sitcom based off his life, Young Rock, just got canceled by NBC. Uh, But then again, you know, nobody's really watching network TV, so I don't know if that's necessarily all on him right right there. Uh, What else? Uh, Just just a lot of stuff, including the XFL, something that he has uh, brought back, and it just completed its first season. It actually lost $60 million. Uh, And uh, just to give you some perspective here, the WNBA actually made 60 million dollars last year that's not a lot for league at all to make i don't know if it's a lot for league to lose but then again if you're a startup like the xfl with this few teams it's uh, it's kind of hard but uh, i had a, i had somebody mention on the mike Davidson facebook page that they went to uh, i guess the st louis xfl franchise game um a few weeks back and a lot of people were there and they were excited just to see pro football back in St. Louis cuz you know they got ticked over by the Rams owner and you know it's all fair and good but i mean it's i, I think post super bowl football you know when you got college basketball entering uh, the madness and you got nba i mean you got some people so watch that hockey baseball starting or baseball starting up uh, you know, you got all that going against it. It's a hard sell. So you know, Dwayne is having some issues there. What was the other thing he was struggling with? I there the memes right there. I'm not gonna break poor part the poor guy's life because he's still far richer than I am. But just a rough go for uh, Mr. Johnson there. Um, as far as the XFL is concerned, I don't know, man. I just I just don't think it's going to go a third time i mean it'll have one up on other iterations and it looks like there will be a second season but uh who knows um indiana jones will be opening up at the end of the month dial of destiny and uh they're dialing down the expectations for this thing it is projected to make 60 million dollars opening weekend this should be a three digit opening weekend for indiana jones theoretically speaking it should be um but uh, it's a 300 million dollar budget because they had to do reshoots i guess test audiences weren't really happy with the initial product they put out you got 80 year old Harrison Ford trying to be you know you know young indie but basically he's grumpy old Harrison Ford it's a tough sell and nobody's buying um there are probably going to be some gen xers like well you know this is going to, this is going to work it's going to work it dude it's not going to be i, I was watching Raiders of the Lost Ark yet again last night and you know young younger Indiana Jones you know Harrison Ford 35 40 uh he looked like he was ready for a fight. This one, not so much. It's just you, you cannot CGI youth back into existence here. Just like you can't polish a turret like The Flash, which opens up this coming weekend, going into Father's Day. And a lot of DC cameos in there. I don't know if uh, The Rock makes the cameos Black Adam or not, but <laughs> we'll see. Um, but uh, that movie the projections for opening weekend aren't doing all that well and you can't you can't use COVID as an excuse because uh it, both transformers and uh across the universe the new spider-man movie uh doing okay out there uh, but but it looks like the projections for the flash are way down and uh there was some hollywood insider stuff about the warner brother executives talking about how a lot of the hype as it was the best superhero movie ever of all time was laid on a little thick by the marketing team. Like, not, even the executives are like, "Okay, no, we're not even buying this." And Michael Shannon, I mean, he's praising Ezra Miller for whatever reason, and um, he's in the movie. He plays Zod. He talks about how, like in Man of Steel, you know, there was a little more uh, nuance to the story. It was, it had a little more character. It was a better story. Whereas this one feels like, you know, a kid playing with action figures. That does not hearken. The best superhero movie ever. You didn't hear this crap being said about <clears throat> The Dark Knight, but you're hearing about, uh, you know, behind the scenes about The Flash. And I don't think that this movie is going to do well. Where with Harrison Ford, you know, he's old and, um, you know, Lucas' film under Disney has just sucked. You look across the way to Warner Brothers and the controversy with Ezra Miller. And the fact that the DCEU is getting rebooted, this seems like a pointless movie. So that's not going to do well. Uh, but that's that's a hell of a way to, you know, in June, a one-two <laughs> th- limp punch of uh, Flash and Indiana 5, basically. Not good. But uh, it might be a, a good time for Transformers and Spider-Man across the universe to um, to clean up a little bit. I don't know what's really out else out there after that. Uh, well, I take that back. Uh, you know how there was cocaine bear earlier this year? You get uh, get ready to wait in line for Crack coon. The story about that movie, linked up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, basically, instead of a bear on cocaine, you've got a raccoon on crack. And, uh, you know, you, you, to complete the trilogy, you have to have meth squirrel. But... Uh, no word when they start shooting that. Of course, you have to have script, and you know Hollywood's still on strike. Okay, so this was a, a hard-to-believe story I saw, but uh, it is making the rounds on the in the news. I think it's true, but then again, it's making the rounds around the media. So take it with a grain of salt. It is also linked up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. But there was a plane crash last month where three adults were killed and four children were missing and i guess just this past week they found these kids 40 days later the kids uh four of them the oldest being like 12 the youngest being one survived out in the colombian rainforest for 40 freaking days now they are indigenous natives to Colombia, so uh, they know their way around the woods i guess but that's still dangerous for kids and they survived they were found their grandparents are ecstatic Got to be very traumatic for the kids, even though they survived. And I'm reading all this going, you know, we've got adult Americans here who can barely survive inside of society. You know, you have four kids not only survive a plane crash, but out in the rainforest for 40 days. That almost sounds biblical. Meanwhile, some people just had trouble boiling water for mac and cheese here or doing any basic thing 40 days in fact i you know i and i know i'm trying to make myself seem knowledgeable but uh, if if i go outside and it's 90 out i go back inside after 15 minutes i can't take this crap I, there's a reason why there's air conditioning in the house and i appreciate it all the more especially after reading this story and of course if it doesn't want to make you hug your kids a little tighter tonight, you know, because you never know, I don't know what else to tell you. But again, it's on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. Now, um, <clears throat> speaking of kids, this is kind of a serious story here, a very serious story. I guess there is a law that they're proposing out in California where it would be child abuse. Not good for the child's health if you do not affirm their gender identity. Um, And this is a, you know, pretty loaded law, but basically they're talking about how this would make divorce proceedings even worse because, well, if one parent's got custody of the kid and they want to, you know, start getting the kid on puberty blockers or surgery or whatever, there's not a whole lot the other parent could do. Or let's just put it to you this way. What if this is not a divorce case? What if... <clears throat> what if you know it's just two parents raising their kid as best they can the kid wants to do this they're under the age of well obviously under the age of 18 they're in their early teens they say no they tell somebody at school and then cps gets involved and takes the kid away then what and uh, this and i know that's a touchy subject but you got to realize that teenagers kids change their minds all the time how do i know because i have kids they're not necessarily teenagers but they change their minds all the time. I'll give you another example. My sister, she's an adult now, but uh, she has uh, what some would call tattoo regret. She's got a bunch of tattoos. She got a bunch of these tattoos as a rebellious teenager because, yeah, our dad was on the uh, on the strict conservative side of things. She went not got tattoos because, hey, look, I'm I'm sticking it to the man. I'm I'm cool. I'm spiritual. I'm artsy hey, some of these tattoos are cool, and some of them are not. And over time, she was like, okay, what was I thinking? And, of course, she's had to get some surgery to get some of these tattoos removed. There's still a little bit of scarring there. But at the time, it seemed like a good idea because that's what she felt like. She felt like this tattoo spoke to her. This tattoo was her, right? That's That's why you can't just let kids do what they want. Because kids again are indecisive, they don't know. They haven't lived as long as you or me. Eighteen rolls around, they leave the house, and they want to see a therapist about whatever they're identifying. That's one thing. But now you got, you know, this this movement to have kids be whatever. And if the parents are adamant about not going along with it, and the state finds out about it they're going to do what they can to take the kid away from the parents and let's go a little further what if this doesn't just stay at gender identity what if this goes with other things like uh, well I'm a vegan but my parents aren't and it disgusts me that they eat meat at the table it sounds like uh, that oh you're just laying it on thick for the slippery slope thing but that is the mentality Oh, if they're not going along with this, chances are they're not going along with other things. And that's where it becomes a problem. Just taking the kid away anytime you perceive there to be any sort of abuse issues. Not everything is abuse. Sometimes it's just the parent putting their foot down. But that is the law that they're proposing out in California. And if there's anybody with any common sense in the state of California, I'm wondering why you're out there still. Because it's just going to get freaking worse. All right. <clears throat> enough of that, let's move on to something else a little less hot buttony. board games unless of course, you know, you like to put hot buttons in board games um, this was like, I guess this was on Not the B, but this is a story from two weeks ago on ABC News I had to comment about it because uh, board games have a special place in my heart <laughs> the name of the game is Daybreak it's a board game where you're trying to fight global warming yeah so it's a political board game and uh, the participants have to figure out a way to beat the game you don't actually compete with each other you compete against the game because the game is out to get you much like global warming is and so uh, if you guys can't come to a solution everybody loses but if you do come to a solution everybody wins right that's uh that's the premise of it and it, it, you know, when i was reading this i i really wanted to stab myself in the eyes because well aside from it being a board game it just this it it it, it just sounds like a group activity it does not sound like a board game no you there's no fun in it unless you can beat somebody and then again, even when you do beat somebody in a board game, it's never fun because then it just turns to anger and swearing and causes more stress than anything. This is a board game about a political issue. Uh, this is a this is something I would avoid. I mean, I've i already got board games I avoid. Uh, Ouija, by the way, the Ouija board, I don't know if that's necessarily a board game, it's just I avoid Ouija boards. But uh, the two other boards I avoid are Monopoly and Candyland. This uh, Daylight one would be another one because this is uh, again a hot button, hot topicy type of thing that would never find its way into my house. It's it's okay. There are more innovative ways to fight a warming planet, and I think one scientist has found that. Uh, I have to link this up on Mike Davidson Facebook page. I think this guy's out of England. Um, but uh, apparently the sun will expand and kill us all here in about a billion years. Because we're going to live that long. And uh, one scientist has proposed a way to push the Earth's orbit out just a little bit. Um by giving us another was it another 15 days a year so we would have 380 days a year so we'd have to add 15 more well how would we do that you say uh would we need rockets would we need a slingshot would we need uh, texas oil drillers no 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 what we're going to do is try to get a a, a few meteorites that kind of slingshot themselves around us and push us away with uh, with their gravitational pull or whatever that that's what he's proposing uh, I'm not sure how you get the funding for that uh, cr- a crowdfunding or not <laughs> see that would make a better board game than trying to fight global warming you just try to move the planet with asteroids of course if you use an asteroid and uh, it hits the planet while doing this it might tip everyone off and you know because the planet's flat everybody knows that right Okay, I think that's about it for me, because it's been a long weekend. Until next episode, please stay fresh. Cheese bags. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash Live. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live.